When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to Off The Bench NRL with Scott Sattler and Jason Matthews. All the big news and views from a big week in footy. Yeah, hello and welcome to Off The Bench. Scotty Sattler, Jason Matthews as the man says. Uh, Welcome to a, a busy, busy week. Round two of the NRL well and truly underway. And uh, hello, Sats, first of all. Hello, Jace. Woogie, yeah, you are right. Um, full test cricket, supercar starts this weekend. But, yeah, round two, two of the NRL. and um, uh, It started disgustingly uh, in Penrith yeah. on Friday night. And, and Thursday night, I should say. And you and I spoke about this. I, so I said this on Sports Day with Latrell being cheeky and saying there's cracks in the windscreen and all that. I said to you on air, I said, I hope the fans don't retaliate and say something. And and what well, did we get? Well, if you hope fans aren't going to retaliate, you you're going to be disappointed. Sorry, don't racially yeah. retaliate. Mm. Yeah, it's it's poor form, but uh, again, it's it's part of the landscape of life that we're never going to change. We we are finding that the the people in this space are part of the minority now, which is which is great, but still not good enough. Still not good enough. But um, you know what? Uh, with Latron Mitchell being um, rach, racially vilified on uh, at half time. on Thursday night at half time. It, it's not great. And but the, what I do love about it, Jace, what I, and this is the only way it's going to continue to to send a strong message, especially in the sporting landscape, is that people have got to self police around them. They've got to not stand for it, and they've got to make the security and the authorities aware of it. They point the person out. Don't be scared to point the person out, and that person gets ejected from from stadiums around the country. The, the more we continue to self-police these situations, the the quicker we're not going to see it mm. at at sporting events. So it's unfortunately, it's left a stain on the game, which was a great, which was going to be a, a great clash. And unfortunately, after the game, well, no, I shouldn't say unfortunately. Fortunately, we are talking about this so we can continue to try and eradicate it. We need to keep talking about it. Mm. Mm. Oh, It's good to see um, players from Penrith Standing behind a trail on this, um, we I know it was a uh, it was a male. Um, reports suggest it was a young male. Yep. Uh, and and I saw Maddie Johns. Was it Maddie Johns? No, it was Jason Demetrio. I was watching the Maddie Johns show after Thursday night foot, footy, and, and Jason Demetrio is right. Take it all the way. Have that kid banned for life, and have their family banned for life. Because those kids learn those words from one place. Well, depend, depending on the age, I don't know the age of the of the individual at the moment. Um, if they're still of an age where um, they're in the develop de- 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 developmental <laughs> part of their life, yeah. uh, I still think there's there's room for education. It's um, believed to be a fifteen year old. Okay. Well, I still I don't I wouldn't I wouldn't suspend someone for life from sporting events. Are you serious? If they're, if they're fifteen, no. I, I feel as though no, there's I'm, got there's got to be space for education there. And if this person oh, was sad. this person was in their twenties and 
um, is fully mature and uh, absolutely. But you know, no. as a fifteen-year-old, I still think there's room for education. No, and that that seems to be the fix for everything. We'll educate no. them. No, mate, if you're a racist, you're a racist. Yeah, no, not and always. At fifteen, not well, always. At fifteen years of age. Yeah, you, you know, there's, you know, it's fair to say that that people grow up in an environment where their parents... Well, they can grow up and they're not going to the footy again. Yeah, so I, I still think that, um, yeah, the young fan may spend some time away from the stadium, but at 15, I still think there's room to sit down and, and maybe sit down with Luttrell and maybe sit down with Indigenous elders, Cody Walker, these sort of people. And, why, why should Luttrell have to go through that, no, the person who racially abused yeah, him? Yeah, and you're probably right, but... How about 15, you just educate yourself, you moron? Well, well they're probably being educated from... From the wrong, wrong avenues. That's what I'm saying, Sat. So the put, entire ban. I, I'm I'm all for a life ban. Mm. It should not happen, right? Oh, I agree. It should and, happen, and, and it should happen for the entire family. We've got to make a stand on this. Yeah, I agree. We've got to make a stand on it. But what educating it, someone is not a stand. Educating someone is making someone far more intelligent about the situation they're in. But that's not going to prevent someone else from doing it. No, but it will take. It may educate one less person. That's fine. And, and yeah. before they think about doing it again. And I agree with you on that. That should happen as well as the band. Yeah, not a life band. No, I disagree. Not for a 15-year-old. I disagree. Yeah. And the parents. Kick them out. Foot Rugby League. Were the parents there? I'm not sure. I'm not 100% sure. But Rugby League is... Yeah, it's it's not acceptable. And it's just... Well, and no, it's not acceptable. And it's not acceptable It's not acceptable. I know that. So what would happen if that happened in life? You get punched in the face. No, you don't. You'd be penalised for it. Well, if, if 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 it's in the street, you just someone just flogs you. Yeah. Oh, mate, I'm I, I'm disgusted. I'm as you say, I'm disgusted. <laughs> but I, I just I am too. I mean, it's <laughs> I know you are. I yeah. know you are. But we're on different ends um, of the scales when it comes to to penalties. And and I'm sorry, Sats. I love you to death. And there should be an educational process as part of not not the word punishment's not even right but there should be an educational side of it but i strongly believe why that, ban, why ban them for life and then try and educate them there's no use you, well because they're still got to get through there's more to life than just rugby league yeah, I know they've, got, they've got to get through life yeah understanding but if you, you got to ban them from a rugby league stadium why, well that's the punishment why put the work into educating them also because you're going to help them throughout their life yeah hopefully I think I think it'd be great as a 15-year-old, purely as a 15, 13, 14-year-old, whatever it may be, who is being influenced from, you know, the wrong wrong dynamics in life. Uh, yeah, suspend them for a short period, educate them, and then, then reintegrate. Short? What's then, a short period? Well, just, I don't know. Just reintegrate them into what's well, better than life. Reintegrate them into into what rugby league and the landscape's meant to be around and how we're supposed to be inclusive. And, and basically a, 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 an entire education around how important the, the the indigenous population are to our country and not only the sport but the country in general because that 15-year-old is going to be working alongside um, a diverse group of individuals when he goes into the workforce. Um, so I still think there's I still think there's room for intervention at that age. Yeah, I, I agree mm. with you. And a life ban. <laughs> I'm not going to give yeah. up on Um And the other thing too, think of Luttrell through all this. He's a he's a he's a wonderful character of the game, and tongue in cheek he says, "Oh, there's cracks in the windscreens and something like that." And I know a fifteen year old might not get the tongue in cheek way in which that was mentioned, but 
if we're going to go to a game, and I told you, mate, I was, I just said to you, I hope the crowd, you know, because he plays with the crowd as well. Like, I think that's a wonderful part of the game because otherwise we're just going to have vanilla players who aren't going to stick their neck out and, and they're just going to say the same old crap at a press conference. They're not going to have a bit of a jive. He's got mates who play for Penrith. You know, him and Nathan Cleary have just won a World Cup together. Like, he's not attacking anyone personally. No. He's just he's there's having nothing a wrong. joke. There's nothing wrong with the home crowd absolutely hammering. Absolutely. Call him Butterfingers, whatever you want to do. Part of the It's part of the tribalism of, of, of sports. So Mate, it's, just amount, unfortunate. Oh. it's just unfortunate this has happened. But what it's going to do is we don't want to see these players go back into their shell, Sats. Mm. It's not good for the game. It's unfortunate that it's happened, but as I said earlier on, it's also a reminder. It's also a reminder to us that, you know, it's it's still out there. Um, and we've still got to continue to we've still got to continue to highlight any, you know, the effect that it has on people and, and outing these people. And that's exactly what happened at, at Penrith Stadium. They outed the individual and Which was great. And he was ejected and yeah. What happens if you went to work and that happened? If you're racially abused at work, you'd be you'd lose your job. You'd be sacked, yeah. On the spot. Mm-hmm. And possibly charges being laid? Maybe. Possibly. If I was South, if I was South, I would throw everything at this individual, including anything you can with the law. They need to By be doing made. that also, doesn't that create further hatred? No, because it's not it's not no, because they're the perpetrator. They're the ones who did it. Yeah, but perpetrators perpetrators think that everyone else is against them. So oh, well, this possibly gives fine. the opportunity to create more hatred rather than saying, Hey, young fella, what you said is disgusting, it's despicable. Um, but what we want you to do is we want you to learn a little bit more about how important this country that you live in, the opportunities you're going to get given moving forward. And a lot of that history has a lot to do with our Indigenous population. Yeah. So are you open to it? If you're open to it, we'd love to try and educate yeah, you more as a game. And hopefully one day you'll be welcomed back into our game as a player, as an official, as a spectator, whatever it may be. And if you're happy to do that, we're happy to walk along hand in hand and ensure that you get educated through this process. If you're not, unfortunately, we can't let you attend any of our rugby league games moving forward. Rightio, let's uh, move on. Let's hope Latrell's okay. And anyone else yeah. who may have been affected uh, by those comments that were made and those actions that took place in Penrith. Do you know the thing also, Jace, really quickly, is that if this continues, we could lose players like Latrell. I know. To the game. He may just walk away and say, you know what? I'm sick of this. Look what happened to Adam Goods. I'm going to go overseas and play in England, or I'm going to go and play rugby union, whatever it may be. I'm, 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 I'm not fine with this. I'm mm, not happy with mm, this. Mm. And the game needs to, and the game will stand by the player. I've got no doubt. But if he thinks at any stage that he hasn't got support, we, you know, we could lose a player like Latrell and, and and players of uh, Indigenous heritage that have been so great for the game. Let's hope we don't go down the same path. And I, and I see where you're coming from, where Adam Goods was booed every time he touched the ball. Mm. Uh, not at the Swans, but when they travelled away. And we've all seen the documentary. It, it, it ruined him. Mm. And what did he do? He called out a young kid for, for a racial comment towards him in a game. That's yeah. all he did. Yep. Which he's entitled to do. Mm. Rightio. Um... Patrick Carrigan is committed to the Broncos until the end of the 2028 season, extending four years. Do you think the Broncos signed Carrigan at the expense of 
of uh, Flegler and also Farnworth? Oh, they would have re-signed him anyway. He's a future captain of the club. He has captained the club very early on in his career, but he's definitely the future captain of the club. And what I love about this also is that there would have been a part of Paddy Car- Carrigan and the Melbourne Storm were a club. Did you say Caddy Parrigan? <laughs> Caddy Parrigan. Right. <laughs> um, that's his alter ego, <laughs> Caddy. Um, Melbourne Storm apparently were circling. Were they? Yeah. I mean, he's a, he's a quality player, origin player. We'll play 10 years of origin and he's come back from the World Cup. We spoke to John Carr right throughout the week, the Brisbane Broncos assistant coach. He said... He's seen a noticeable change in Pat Carrigan in his game, his preparation, whatever it may be. So, tremendous young forward. And what I love about Pat Carrigan is that he would have looked around him and thought, there's all these young players that we've all come through the junior development systems together. And and with that, you know, Payne Houses and Corey Pakes's and, um, and with that, you say, as a young group, like Penrith did, as a young group, we now t- need to take this club from a team that finished ninth mm. to a team that possibly finishes in the top four this year. Mm. And then eventually in the next two or three years, can we go and win a premiership together all as one group moving through like the Penrith Panthers have. And the Brisbane Broncos had that at the moment. Yeah, they've lost two of them. They've lost Fle- Flegler, who's another player that's come through the junior development system. Farnworth, who's come from the UK as a, a young rugby league player. So unfortunately they've lost two of those players, but, there's still a majority of them there. And that's that's a big reason why Carrigan would want to stay is to be able to go through with that group and, and win a premiership. Yeah, he will um he will no doubt be captain again yeah. once Reynolds retires. Absolutely, yeah, he will. He's he's a wonderful player. He's really right. grown, actually. I don't like his hair though. At the start of last year he came out a complete he, he was a lot bigger. And then he spent his first year in first grade. He captained as well and uh, a few years ago. And then last start of last year he came out like a completely different athlete. And he's just—he's got everything as a young forward that you need in the modern game. He's—he's, he's, uh, yeah, he's got everything in the game. Hey, listen, you know what I didn't do at the start of the show today? I didn't play who's coming up. Oh yeah, Chris Nelson's got some tips yep. uh, for us with the Racing Queensland update. And during the week, as you know, um, on Sports Day, which is our show weeknights from six, if you're in New South Wales or five o'clock. In Queensland, while Starlight Savings on Matty Johns, uh, Matty Rogers, I should say, has joined the show. And he only does two days a week. It's kind of like a work experience. Mm. Um, we saw him today. We don't pay him. We saw him. He goes, what are you boys doing? I said, oh, we're working. He goes, oh, I'm still off. I'm not back till Monday. I've got tea off time, he said. Mate, what a joke. Yeah. What an absolute joke. Anyway. Well, you, uh, he had you a, accepted it. Oh, well, I, know. I, don't, I don't know why in the end. Uh, it was all we could get for the money. Um, he had a chat with Eddie Jones during the week and we're going to bring you that chat bits of that chat it was one of the most amazing interviews that i've sat in the studio to be a part of and we learned something new about eddie jones the nickname is beaver Mm, never heard that so uh we'll have a listen to that chat uh real soon looking forward to having eddie jones on the show with matt rogers of course who he recruited from rugby league in 2002 and a bit of trivia matt rogers scored the uh, the try that sealed the last time we won the Bledisloe Cup in 2002 against the All Blacks. That chat is coming up in just a moment here on Off the Bench. It's that time for an Off the Bench Friday night preview. I'm still scathing about last night, by the way. Mm. I know we'll talk about that shortly. I was watching the footage again of review. when the South players were walking up at halftime and the, the racial slur came from the... The young male and John Sutton, who was a proud Indigenous man as well, absolutely, South legend. He was the one that was trying to 
single the, the individual out and uh, Keon Kulamatangi. Cody Walker looked like he was getting very animated and angry and Cody can get himself into trouble when that happens. So he got they got him up the tunnel quickly. Mark Ellison, their general manager of rugby league. Yeah, it was it's pretty pretty worrying scenes. Yeah, uh, that's not what I'm blowing up about. It's about the referees favouring the Panthers again. But we'll oh, get to please. get to that shortly tonight. Broncos take on the Cowboys. So what happens when you're the premiers? You get uh, all you do. The calls. I mean, clearly, surely he didn't push that ball out of Tom Bird. I mean, uh, Burgess's hands on the try line, did mm. he? No, not at all. Should have been in the bin. He should have been sent to the sin bin for 30 minutes. What do you make about the try right on half time? The ball oh, came out of Luke Garner's don't hands. Start is that a knock on? That is an absolute knock. He lost possession of the ball when he was tackled. I wasn't quite sure, but I've seen worse ones than that be called a knock on. Mm. Thanks. Broncos, Cowboys tonight, Suncorp Stadium. Yeah. Civil war in Brisbane tonight. 45,000 expected. Caxton Street will be heaving. Going bunta. It will be. Yeah. Peter Peter Vlandis will be serving behind the bar. What's that place? Gambaros. Uh, Gambaros. Here yeah. we go. What can I get you, darling? Happy hour with <laughs> Peter Pete. Uh, but, yeah, this is – yeah, many many are saying, oh, this will be the real litmus test for the, the Broncos against the Cowboys because, you know, if they don't win this, it means they will, they'll just be like the end of last year. No, the, the Broncos started the season really well last year. Um you know, I think they know a lot more about Adam Reynolds as an athlete now that they've got him into year two and when to rest him and when when to play him. So uh, this would be great. I thought the Cowboys, out of all the teams last week, the first half performance of the Cowboys, they looked like a premiership side. They were slick. Everything they did, they looked like they just understood each other uh, throughout that whole first half. Then the wheels fell off in the second half and, and Canberra, like Canberra do, coached by Ricky, got themselves back into the game. So the Broncos, really impressive against Penrith. And um, I, we could go back to the old days of the Broncos and Cowboys when they went down to Golden Point. So I think it was three or four in a row that went down to a Golden Point. We could see that again tonight. That's how close I think this one could be. I can't see it being a blowout either way. I, I, I've got a good feeling about the Broncos tonight. So do I. For, I can't tell you why, but I think the Cowboys are so slick. They are really, really slick. They are. When you've got Adam Reynolds, it becomes death by a thousand cuts. Yeah. And what I mean by that is he just keeps punching the ball into little areas of the field where you just, you know, as a forward, you turn around, you have to get behind the ball and you have to get it out of your half again. He does it time and time again and he waits for the opposition to blink. Mm. Now, I'm not saying this Cowboys team will blink. They're so well coached. But it's not only that. Like, last week against the Panthers, he just managed that last five minutes. It's a game of chess for him. Yep, and he just he, – he, he kicked it downfield. He got them to play at a kick of his. Got another set of six. He just managed that last five minutes. The Broncos weren't weren't able to do that before Adam Reynolds. And went he's playing to the club. against a half who plays much like him as well. Yeah, right. Not overly like his acceleration, his speed isn't isn't you know the, the quickest half in the comp, but it's enough to get you from A to B. But they're really smart between the ears. I tell you what, I like the Broncos' defense. That defense last week against the Panthers. They won't score many points on them, the Cowboys. And the Broncos have ju- have got enough in attack. And Reese Walsh is back tonight. Yeah, first game back. Um, they let him go to they let him go when they had him on budget money. And had him on about eighty grand and or hundred grand. They buy back at marquee money, so <laughs> they go figure. But in saying that, this will be this will be amazing. I've got to say, Katoni Staggs last week. Every time he plays, he looks like he wants to put someone in hospital. He yeah. is an angry man. 
so he didn't have the best game last week, though. Yeah, but defensively, you just know yeah. he's there. You're looking at a corner of your eye when Katoni's around the ball. Um, but there's a matchups all over the park. I, I, I can't wait for it. It's going to be an amazing game. Payne Haas played the full 80 minutes last week. Well, so he should. You know, but did, didn't even look like he was out of breath. Look, I, for me, I, I don't know. It's, it's usually looking back into the past and when we played and things like that. But when you see, you oh, the back row played 55 minutes last week. Well, you you should be going out there expecting to play 80 minutes. And uh, Payne Haas up against Jason Taumalolo. Amazing. Amazing. Uh, We're both tipping the Broncos tonight. Cowboys. Uh, Cowboys, Broncos for me. This is Off the Bench. More Off the Bench NRL soon. Subscribe to the podcast so you never miss a moment. Search Off the Bench NRL on iTunes or Spotify. Welcome back. This is Off the Bench NRL with Scott Sattler and Jason Matthews. Here's the bomb again for Cleary. He just gets it inch perfect. This time for Thompson. They bat the ball back. Now it sits up for Big Leota. Back to Fisher-Harris. Fisher-Harris flick pass away. Here's Kenny. Long ball. Now to Crichton. Crichton for the corner. Yes! Stephen Crichton plants the ball down. And Penrith Prowl. Four points to nil and a kick to come. But that was strategy. Play on, said the referee, Luai. He's in the backfield. Luai puts a kick through. Luai puts a oh! kick through for Tungmore. Tungmore <laughs> picks it up. Oh, Luai. Luai, Luai, brilliant. Put the kick through right on half time. Wow. And Tungmore caps off a brilliant try for Penrith. South Sydney under more pressure than my belt buckle. Here come the <laughs> Penrith Panthers, Leona. They're a metre out, but it was great defence there from South Sydney. They are somehow clinging on. Ball goes back to Sony Luke. Fires it across to the right. Cleary out the back away to Crichton. Crichton found To'o. Brian To'o scores in the corner. And the Panthers go 16-0 and a kick to come. He's taking play on to the referee. Here's Latrell Mitchell. Now Walker. Walker to Alex Johnson. There's his try at Penrith. He'd never scored a try at Penrith before that moment. Alex Johnson scores the try. So Nathan, maybe stay on the field for the time being. Razzle oh. dazzle, Latrell Mitchell, Isaiah Tass put the kick through. Here's the race, Edwards Tass. Oh. oh, Tass has scored one of the great tries. Latrell Mitchell set it up and Tass finished it off beautifully. Edwards had the lead and Tass has scored a remarkable try. And Timmy Manor, they've got it 90 seconds to try and win the match. 16-10 was the final score in Thursday night football with the Panthers and the referees beating South Sydney <laughs> at Blue Bet Stadium. <laughs> I'm serious, mate. Uh, no, South, South are pretty ordinary for three quarters of that game. They were. Yeah. But they weren't helped. They weren't helped. That try on half time. They 14 men, were they? That, that tr- they were. That try on half time, how, uh, when the ball came free. From Luke Garner. On the tackle. Yep. How was that not caught a knock on? That mm. wasn't a pass. They didn't even no, look at it. No, it wasn't a pass. They're just saying it's come free and it's gone backwards. No, it hasn't. Well, mm. what about the short dro- goal line dropout from South yep. that went backwards, was mm. caught a knock on? Uh, and then, of course, Nathan Cleary should have been sin bin for knocking the ball out of Burgess's hands on the try line is when this, South's on the attack. Is this the South Sydney show? Or no, mate. It's know. it's no. I'll do it about any refereeing. That was a pretty ordinary refereeing performance last night. They did get a couple of really good calls uh, in their favour, the Penrith Panthers. I thought the one on half time that we heard Joel Kane then on SEN League. Um, with the the try that uh, Tungor scored from a kick from Jerome Lua. He did the splits mm. after he kicked the ball mm. as well. 
It was a beautiful try right on the stroke of half time. But I'm surprised they confirmed it straight away, at least didn't go back and look at it frame by frame, which they do with a lot of tries. And I've seen worse ones be taken back and looked at by the by the bunker. So, yeah, they did get a couple of pretty good calls. But in saying that, all in all, I thought the bunnies really lacked a lot of they punch did. through the middle. And direction. Cook, no real opportunities, really just. They missed Totola. They did miss Totola. And um, because of they don't have any punch through the middle, they become very predictable. Yep. Um, and then the defence, Penrith defence, would just get up and just try and shut down Cody as much as possible. Stephen, Stephen Crichton was outstanding in defence. Well, he needed to because he was pretty ordinary last week in the loss to the Broncos. I've got to say, you know, we've spoken about the, the racial incident with Luttrell at half time. Luttrell's one of those um, antagonist players. If you antagonise him, and he would have been deeply hurt by what was said at half time by that fan at Panthers Stadium. But instead of going into his shell, he it's a little bit like Gordy Tallis was. On the field, you never, you never rattle Gordy's um, cage. You'd be really nice to him. Be as nice as possible to him. Because if you rattled his cage, he became a, an even greater monster. That's what happened with Luttrell. Luttrell went out in the second half, obviously angry about what has happened at halftime, disgusted that this is still happening in the game from the fans who are supposed to embrace the athletes, and basically went on a one-man a one man army campaign to try and destabilise the Panthers, and Nelly did it as well. So if I had to rate the performances out of 10, I thought the Panthers did what they had to do. They just turned it into a real grind, a boring grind that South Sydney aren't comfortable playing. Yeah. So I've got to say Penrith overall are probably about a seven and a half, eight defensively. The Rabbitohs probably six. I think I'm being generous. Yeah, I think probably five in attack, seven in defence. So it averages out to be a six. I thought their uh, their, their defence in the first half was great. Yeah, it was great. They didn't have a lot of possession. Uh, they're defending their trial line against you know, one of the best attacking weapons in the comp. Yeah, but they withstood. And you, yeah, you play you play finals footy when you've got a really good defensive mm. mentality. So there's no doubt South won't play. They'll, they'll definitely play finals, mm. but they've got to improve greatly when it comes to their fluency and attack. And it's got to come through their front rowers. Any concern around Cleary's ankle? He was limping off just before half time. Yeah, there'll be a concern. They'll they'll monitor. They've got the week off, Penrith next week. Yeah, so. they have. It's perfect timing again for Penrith. South have got the Roosters. Yeah, Allianz. massive. Massive. Friday night football. That'll be a huge game. Sell out. Without a doubt. Well, it'll be all South fans because Roosters don't go to games. Well, they do to Allianz because it's just next postcode. Well, they'll have 2,000 there. Tops. Can we cover that bloody rooster on the stadium, their emblem? That's disgusting. That's it's, disgusting. It's their home ground. No, but we tried to get back in there and they didn't let us in. I heard a story that the guy they had the meeting with had I a heard rooster's a story from a source had a rooster scarf on <laughs> while they're talking. Wasn't that to the, the premier, isn't that Dominic Territory and a rooster Someone scarf on? We've got to go to a break. This is off the bench. Back in a moment. More off the bench NRL soon. Subscribe to the podcast so you never miss a moment. Search off the bench NRL on iTunes or Spotify. Welcome back. This is Off The Bench NRL. Regan again. They go left. Here's Rogers. Matt Rogers has done it for Australia. The kick to put his side in front. 15 phases. This is the reason Matt Rogers signed the rugby union. He wanted to play 
in one of these Bledisloe Cup games. And here he is. He has scored the try, the important try of this game. Wow, that was the last time Australia won the Bledisloe Cup. Is that right? That's right, yeah. You 20 scored... years ago. Or 20, 21 oh, years ago. 21 years ago. Mm, How yeah. are the chills right now hearing that? Oh, the mate, glory was, days it, of the world. And Who it knocked it over? Was it Matty Burke knock it over? No, he missed it. <laughs> <laughs> he kicked the penalty to... To win it uh, a few minutes later, which was, uh, yeah, it was, it was an oh, amazing memory. Highlight of my career. Tell you what, I've been looking forward to this chat all week. Sats and I have been talking about it mm. for a week. Rat, you've just joined Sports Day over the yep. last couple of weeks. And one of the first things we had to do was get the newly appointed uh, Wallabies coach on the line. And uh, you two have a wonderful long history. We do. And boy, am I fangirling this chat. Let's welcome Eddie Jones, Wallabies coach to Sports Day. Eddie, welcome to the show. Yeah, no, thanks for having me on, guys. Well, Beaver, I'm, 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 when the announcement was, came out that you were coming back to coach, I, I instantly got excited because I know what you bring to the table. Um, it, was it a tough decision to, to come back to Australia after being away for so long? And, and I, I guess seeing the state of the game, uh, you know, particularly, you know, Super Rugby and the, the Southern uh, you know, Hemisphere teams that haven't been performing that well. You've been over in Europe tough competitions, high-quality rugby. What made you come back? Uh, well, firstly, mate, I thought I was done in Australia and you know, uh, always watch the games with with a lot of affection. And it was disappointing to see how rugby's been going. And you know, coming back in last year with England and, and rugby was a bit on the nose, mate, Um so when I got a phone call saying, you know, would you coach for 2023, all I had to think about was, mate, whether I felt I had the energy and enthusiasm and, and desire to, to win. Um, and it took me about a week, and I thought, you know, I can't not give this a go. You know, it's too good an opportunity. And I want to see Australia do well again. Australian rugby, you know, be competing against NRL and AFL and, and and soccer is, is one of the premier winter sports. Yeah, mate, it has been languishing. And it and it's probably as a former Wallaby, uh, it's probably been one of the most disappointing things. And to see, you know, the likes of the AFL and the Rugby League go from strength to strength, can you, I guess if, if, if you could put your finger on it directly, you'd, you'd be worth a fortune. But what, what do you think needs to change to get us back up into that sort of threshold? Well, I think, yeah, one thing we've got to beat the drum, mate. We've got to get out there and be aggressive. Um, yeah, I think rugby, because it's it's got its public school roots, uh, private school roots. Um, so I've been in England too long, mate. Yeah. <laughs> uh, private, school, private school roots. Yeah, it's a bit, she'll be all right, but it, it hasn't been right. So, yeah, we've got to compete, compete hard, compete hard for players, you know. Why not buy a couple of league players to bring them across? You know, show we're serious about it. Yep. And then and then I think Super Rugby's saying just in the last two weeks that the administrators have got together and said, we've got to make the game uh, more attractive for people to watch. I, I, I look at European rugby. I look at, uh, you know, the domestic competitions, the, the Heineken Cup, the, the Six Nations, and it just seems like the quality of rugby over there on a consistent basis is higher. Does that, do you, do you think, we need to get to that here at that lower level than that in international stage so that we can compete on a more consistent level? Because it seems like our national team on their day can beat anyone. 
but it's just not consistent yeah. enough. And it seems like our competition below that level, it's just like the NRL, it's week in, week out, brutal competition. How do we get to that at that lower level so that our guys are ready? Yeah, well, I think you've got super rugby, you know, and super rugby with with now New Zealand and obviously the two Pacific sides playing. That's at a regional level now, and it's it's the players underneath. Like, yeah. can we can we run a super club competition? You know, where the top four clubs from Brisbane play against the top four clubs from Australia, so they're playing at a higher level. Yeah. There just needs to be another level above club rugby, which is good. Um, but we need just something to, to give the players the opportunity to play at a higher level and get ready for Super Rugby. You mentioned earlier on about the, the private schools, and this is something that the Rat was quite passionate about last week, actually. He said it publicly on air, about the pillaging that goes on with the 15- and 16-year-olds from rugby league clubs in the private rugby union schools. How does Australian rugby, how do they stop that? How do they put a plug in that? Yeah, I think Rat went to private school. I did. But I'll say this, Beaver. I'll say this. Rugby union was not professional. And it drives me insane that the GPS rugby school system is a breeding ground for NRL superstars. You, you know, your Kalen Pongers, your Dane Gagai's, your Lo- Lockie Crichton, your Joseph Tullie. These are all rugby guys. You know, yeah. how do we We're not just, have... We just got... How do we We've got change to sell it? the game more, mate. Yeah. Got to sell the game more. Because you, you, you have a look at, you know, NRL's great competition. Yeah. And as a as a young guy, you can get rewarded straight away. Like Cameron Murray, maybe he comes out at Newington. Uh, he's offering, or South's offering 200000 a year. And in rugby, he'll get 40000 a year. But as you, as you know, Matty, that the opportunities in rugby are, are not just financial, they're there are opportunities to play in the third biggest sporting event in the world, opportunities to play in, in different countries around the world. Yeah, you, know, you can keep playing if you're a good player and you're prepared to work hard. You can keep playing at 35, 36 in Japan or France or England, and you don't get those opportunities in league. Um, and that's the beauty of the game. You know, both yeah. are great games. But we've got to sell that to kids, show them how, how the opportunities there are, get, you know, ex-players in front of them and just show them that it's not the only uh, option they got is to play NRL. Yeah. Mm. Now, you, you, you love your rugby league, and we can, we can tell just by the way that uh, throughout this uh, discussion so far, Eddie, but 2002, there's Rat and, and Dell, and was it, did Dell famously say he just watched these turnstiles? Big Dell yeah. sells, he said. Yeah, 2003, <laughs> 2003 was Lottie. Now, a lot of those outside backs, for rugby union, the transition from league to rugby union, do you identify as the outside back as the easiest transition for a leaguey into, into rugby? Well, I reckon Dell wouldn't get through the turnstiles now. He <laughs> <laughs> would make it turn. <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, definitely, mate. I think, you know, both are in space. Both are dealing in one-on-one situations, making decisions. You need pace and power. And just so on the weekend, you know, Vinnie Valu from, from who's had a couple of two dry mm. years, in rugby is now starting to find his feet. And, you know, uh, I think the transition's much easier. For a forward, it's, it's tough, mate. Mm. I think it's too tough because there's too much technical stuff in rugby um, for a forward to learn it, but definitely for backs, definitely for our, and particularly outside backs. Mate, I've, I've heard you interviewed prior to talking to us, and 
this is about the third time I've I've heard you mention Cameron Murray. Yeah. Um, Please. <laughs> there's stop. a guy across the, the desk from me who's a, a rabid South fan, yeah, and uh, he's, he's starting to get a bit nervous. Um, <laughs> he, I, I think you're right. I think he would make an amazing number twelve. The way that he could set up play and his toughness, um, he'd be handy to have in in the stable, Eddie. Who else? Who else would yeah, be on no, the list? Yeah. Who else you got? Who else uh, are in your sights? I reckon Cameron Murray's a standout, mate. Like, oh. you know, he's got good sense. He's tough. He's a leader. You know, all the things you want in rugby. You, you know, you think about what Sonny Bill Williams did when he came from league to union. Yeah. You know, Cameron Murray's, I know he's a different sort of player, but he'd have that that effect on players. Yeah. Oh, I reckon, mate, that clearly would be Andy at 10, mate. Oh, be, but oh, I, yeah, I couldn't see Penrith letting him go, mate. No, no, but <laughs> I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm sure, you know, rugby got a few um, fairly wealthy followers. They might help you <laughs> boost the checkbook a bit and get him across. But, mate, I, I'm excited about um, seeing you back at the helm. I mean, do you think Australian rugby is at a point, and this is, this is what concerns me, um, that we end up being like Australian soccer and our best players have to go overseas to play, to get, you know, the quality that they need to, to play at, to, to then come back and compete on that national stage. Are we, I, I'm, I'm nervous that we're close to that point, Beaver, and, and, and does that worry you? Uh, look, it's a concern, mate, but I think, again, if we paint a picture for players, show them, like, improve the quality of the Super Rugby programs and they are starting to improve. Yeah. Uh, I think Super Rugby is just going to get stronger and stronger with the new competition structure. Yeah. I think, you know, and the, the rugby championship, you know, what other, what other, and it was one of the reasons I came, mate. I got an offer from another team to catch me in 2023, and their warm-up games for the World Cup were like Fiji, Tonga, Samoa, and I'm not being disrespectful. But then you look at Australia and, you play, and we're playing South Africa and New Zealand twice. Like, yep. They're the games you want to coach in and you want to play. And it's the yep. same for a player, mate. You know, you know, yeah. you played in Breslau Cups. What experience that is, mate. Yeah, it is. Yeah, so you, you've got to sell that to the players and make them know what, a, what an opportunity they got. Because when New Zealand plays Australia in Breslau Cup, you know, most of the sporting world that's got any idea of rugby stops, mate, and watches it. Yeah, you know, and, and how many times in your life do you get to play in those games? Yeah, well, I look forward to seeing you you back uh, at the helm, Beaver, and and I I wish you all the best, mate. We'll be right behind you, and um, we're looking forward to seeing Australia um, winning some games consistently. All right, mate. We'll do our best. We'll definitely do our best, and look forward to catching up. But and thanks, boys, for having me on. Eddie, before you go, I want to ask you a question. Is it true uh, when Wendell and Matt Rogers came to rugby? You had to separate them, and you had a room and a hotel between them. Well, is that true, and why? It's because you want to be involved in everything they did. That's why. Did you want to join the party? Did you, Eddie? <laughs> that did happen. No, well, they were both they both had uh, shall we say high spirits. <laughs> um, like you think back about those times, Maddie, and how much fun we had. Oh, like, mate, and you honestly, know what? It's, yeah, what, 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 I, what I respected about you, Beaver, was it was like you you were okay with us having a good time, but we had to show up and we had to work. And if we didn't, yeah. we we copped yeah. it and we wore it, you know. Yeah. And but we yeah. did, we, you know. You you play up, you show up. And um, you know, one thing that I that I'll say about Eddie Jones is is he's a hard coach, but he's a fair coach. All right, thanks, boys. Cheers. Cheers. Thanks, Thank Beaver. 
This is Off The Bench NRL. We'll be back soon. Time for a racing update for Racing Queensland. Queensland is your place to race this year. Certainly is. Uh, plenty always going on. The man who's got his finger in every single pie. He uh, enjoyed a free lunch today. Uh, Chris Nelson, how are you, mate? I'm good, Jase. Uh, good afternoon slash evening to you and Sats. And it was uh, no pies. Put in mind a bit of an apple pie and ice cream for dessert, but it didn't eventuate. Oh, that's all. That's a bit <laughs> of bad luck, mate. Um, we've got nothing on our run street uh, sheet here from Daddy Vass, our producer. So mm. you're going to surprise us with what's happening this weekend in racing in Queensland. I can tell you that's a big weekend of racing in Queensland. Our main meeting, of course, is at Eagle Farm, but we're also racing at the uh, Gold Coast on the Poly Track. We're right, I think I told you earlier in the week, we've got a meeting at Innisfail this week, which is something different, a tab meeting at Innisfail on Saturday, and back to Toowoomba on Saturday night. We had a week off last week. We're back racing at Toowoomba on Saturday night, and then the Sunshine Coast, of course, on Sunday. So another big weekend of racing, plus there's some really racing uh, down south too, guys, with... Group 1's at uh, both Rose Hill and a Group 1 at Flemington featuring Baller in the new market, Jase. Uh, uh, and your Baller. horse Scalopini goes around at Flemington as well. Uh, oh, no, your horse is shooting for gold, isn't it? Yeah, is it? It's is yeah. that, That's not running, is it? No, I didn't see shooting for gold, but I did see Scalopini there. So. You love the booms. Any booms running this weekend, Jason? Oh, there's booms hey. everywhere. Yes. We're boom booming uh, this weekend. With, uh, it's a bad joke. Hey, Scalopini ran well last start. Good dish. One last start. Veal Scalopini tags. Yep. Good, uh, sorry, tags. Veal Scalopini sats. Tags. <laughs> Don't take that. <laughs> sats is around about twice the height of tags and about and 100 with... kilos lighter. <laughs> Don't let tags hear that. Gee whiz. He I'll might kick me in the shin. That's going to appear somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was That's a good rough. run from Scal- Scalopini last start, wasn't it? It was a win at Flemington last start, uh, and you can expect another good performance on uh, Saturday from that stable, of course, the O'Day Hoisted Stable, who are training winner after winner after winner, and they got winners at uh, Doombin yesterday with Stella Magic winning as well. Okay, what am I going to put my money on this weekend? Nelson? Well, it's a tough meeting, Sats. Um, I'm going to go with one in the distance race. I normally avoid these races at all costs, but race seven, number five, two smoking barrels. Does look well placed. He looks to be building to something, and he has one over the 2,400 metres at Eagle Farm. So I think he'll be hard to beat at around around $4 mark. And in the last race, I know you love uh, some roughy sats. Mm-hmm. Race 9, number 8, GBS. Last time I checked was around $25. I know that's your sort of price. Uh, GBS, as in the letters. It. Yeah, it's spelt G-E-E-E-E-S. GBS. Okay. Nice. Yeah, race nine, okay. number eight. Absolute eye-catcher last start. Uh, couldn't get a run until late and then absolutely flashed to the line. Gets an extra 200 metres. I cannot work out why the price uh, is so good about GBS. I th- certainly think uh, is worth a few dollars each way. Beautiful. Rightio, mate. Thanks for those uh, tips. Queensland is racing. The action continues this week across the Sunshine State. Visit racingqueensland.com.au. Nelso, I've got everything crossed. Have a great weekend. You too, guys. All the best. See ya. Righty, that's it for Off the Bench for another weekend. Sats.
Monday night, the Rat is back. Can't wait for Sunday before the Rat. Uh, Tim Zhu taking on Tony Harrison. Massive, yes. huge fight. I thought you were going to say you can't wait to and go to your christening. Supercars as well. Uh, there's so much going on yeah. this weekend. I shan't be leaving the couch except well, for a 50th birthday that's party. most weekends. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, good point. Uh, we'll catch you Monday night See with ya. the Rat. See you, mate.